0: This is Financially Fit with Jeff Smith. I can tell you, after you understand that it's out of a place of love, that you want to help each other out, it goes a lot smoother.
1: With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jeff provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path achieving your retirement goals. Get your money and your plans in shape. And now, here is Financially Fit with Jeff Smith.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Financially Fit Radio with me, Jeff Smith, your host. And uh, along with me today, as always, is my good friend, Tony Shore. Tony, we have a very special guest today. How are you?
1: Oh, yeah, we do. I'm excited about today's show. I've been great. Had a great week as usual, but of course the highlight is always doing the show this each weekend with you. (laughs) And I'm super excited today because uh, you've booked an A-list guest today, haven't you? Tell us about who's on the show today with us.
0: So today we have Senior Portfolio Manager uh, Mike Binger with us today.
2: Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks both of you for having me today. Yeah, yeah, and Mike's uh, Mike, with, uh,
1: Mr. Mm-hmm. Bringer here is with Gradient Investments, and uh, uh, that's exciting because I've seen him on television, and uh, it's mm-hmm. exciting to uh, kind of pick his brain on what's going on, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. We're, uh, we're really excited to have uh, Mike uh, on the show, and he has amazing insights and uh, does a wonderful job for Gradient Investments. And as you said, Tony, you know we've seen him uh, many times on Fox Business, um, on CNBC, and in uh, always a regular contributor over there. So uh, to have somebody like Mike uh, on the show is is really exciting. So thanks uh, again, Mike, for for joining us this morning. Absolutely. So uh, how's uh, how's the week going, Tony? You uh, you had a good week?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've had a great one. In fact, um, I've been uh, looking forward to the show because my wife and I were talking about. Uh, you know, we've got, I've got an old 401k that I've got to do something with. And I, I, Mm -hmm. I'm always interested to see what the markets are doing because of, you know, world politics, things like that. So, um, Mm -hmm. I I hope Mike will give us some insight. Uh, why don't you uh, get started with Mike and, and ask Mr. Binger what's going on in the world of investments?
0: Yeah. So, you know, um, especially in the international, uh, you know, uh, Landscape, you know, I'm not a big soccer fan, but I've turned into one uh, (laughs) during the World Cup here. So, uh, Mike, uh, do you see anything, uh, any major shifts in the uh, in the uh, landscape for international markets, anything in particular that looks um, appetizing for for gradient investments?
2: yeah as a matter of fact, there has been a few surprises in what's been kind of a lackluster year as far as returns go, mm-hmm. um, not only in the. US but around the world. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in fact, when you know if you flash back six months at the beginning of the year coming off a very strong 2017, uh, I, I think most investment strategists and you know people who watch the market were, were pretty constructive on what was going to happen in 2018. And mm-hmm. so far, we've had really just a bunch of nothing here. I mean, you know, the whole world right. is kind of, you know, somewhere between down 5 and up 2% with the U.S. leading the markets. But mm-hmm. one of the things that surprised a lot of people, and actually even surprised myself is that the emerging markets, um, you know, they had a fantastic year last year, and I I think a lot of folks expected the strength in the emerging markets uh, in in their stock markets, places like, you know, China, Russia, India, Brazil, Mm -hmm. uh, those kind of places in their stock markets would continue to be strong this year, and in fact, Mm -hmm. they've been the laggards this year, you know, and and, and, and that's a little bit surprising, but there's Mm -hmm. a, a few good reasons on why that's happened. Um, And the number one reason that we've seen is that there's been a lot of trade tariff rhetoric, a lot of trade policy discussions going on. Um, Mm -hmm. The U.S. has initiated a lot of those discussions. um, And that was not expected this year. That kind of came out of the blue, you know, earlier this year. Um, So far, it's been a lot more bark than bite. And at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, we still think that'll be so. Uh, But Mm -hmm. after nine years of a, you know, of a strong stock market, um, you know, there's just a, a little bit exhaustion in, in, in the market. Sure. We needed to consolidate a little bit. Uh, I don't see any real problems out there on the landscape, but uh, we need to watch this trade tariff talk and see, you know, to see if, if you know, these uh, trade policies accelerate, um, mm-hmm. you know, what's exactly implemented and what's just talked about. Because at the end of the day, usually trade tariffs are, are a, a marginal negative for international mm-hmm. economies and the U.S. economy itself. So it's something we need to watch. It's been a surprise. I think that's what's held the market in check so far. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of, uh, of trade tariffs have been in, you know, implemented, but really overall, not much has actually been done so far.
0: Okay. So great. That's awesome insight. And, and so let's shift our focus to the, you know, domestic economy. And, and so, you know, we've looked at the numbers as far as, uh, you know, the jobless rates or, uh, you know, are at uh, uh, all time lows and some exciting news on that front. Uh, uh, how does that translate into uh, buying opportunities in the market? And, and where, where's uh, some of
2: your focus uh, domestically? Yeah, when we look at the domestic economy and then how that relates to the stock market, I, I mean we we still see a very constructive landscape out there. I, I mean we look at the economy overall, and our opinion mm-hmm. is the economy is very healthy and very strong. In fact, we um, you, you know I think one of the best measures in the way to look at the you, you know the economy collectively is to look at GDP or gross domestic product growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. As we exited twenty seventeen, that was around two percent. And we think that's going to be as we exit 2018, it'll be closer to three percent. So wow. that's a very healthy backdrop for the stock market when the economy does well. I mean, you dig under the covers a little bit in the economy, and you and like you mentioned, Jeff, we 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 see that the employment and labor market is is very strong right now. In fact, it's mm-hmm. getting very tight. Unemployment's low, wages are growing, um, people are starting to save a little bit on taxes. Um, mm-hmm. Then you shift more to the corporate side of the equation. Um, and, and you know, we, we talk a lot about the market, um, but the market mm-hmm. is really made up of, of, of companies. So think about the S&P 500. That's actually made up of 500 different companies. That's what we actually invest in. Um, mm-hmm. and, and these companies are doing well. Um, their mm-hmm. earnings are growing, you know, very strongly. Uh, 2018 over 2017, uh, we're going to see strong earnings growth there. Uh, well north of 20 percent. Now, you know, wow. a bit of that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say actually quite a bit of that is being boosted by tax reform. So it's a it's a sure. one time gain, but it's still a gain. And as we look into 2019, we continue to see earnings growth of 10 percent and possibly north of that. Okay. Um, so and then the final good. leg of the equation is, you, you know, people always ask, well, OK, the economy's good. economy's uh, corporate America mm-hmm. is doing very well. You know the the, the companies that we invest in are, are showing strong growth, but we're in the ninth inning, uh, you know, the ninth year of this uh, you know of this bull market. Uh, how much farther can it go? How expensive right. are stocks? And you know the the way I answer that is, is that stocks have actually gotten a little bit cheaper the past six months. You know when mm-hmm. you look at the the broadest measure of valuation. That's called a price-to-earnings ratio, or P-to-E yep. ratio. And um, mm-hmm. prices have stalled out, and, and earnings have actually grown, which actually makes the market a little cheaper. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit here, Jeff, and tell you that, that stocks are cheap, uh, <laughs> but they're certainly not overvalued, or there's, there's no bubbles or extreme valuation out there in the stock market right now. So mm-hmm. w- when I add up the three legs of the stool, I look at a strong economy. I look at strong corporate earnings. And I look at a market that's really you know it's not cheap but it's certainly not overvalued so I'm going to put a neutral there. So I have mm-hmm. two pluses and a neutral, which is really kind of it, it, it's a pretty constructive backdrop in the US for stock prices and that's why mm-hmm. we think we're going to see positive returns in the. US stock market this year, but we need to temper those return expectations. Don't think of these 15 to 20 percent returns anymore. Mm-hmm. think more of five, six, seven type of percent.
0: Okay, so, uh, you know, we we talk about stages of the economy. You know, we have different, uh, you know, stages. Are are we anywhere close to to uh, sort of overheating this economy? And if so, uh, interest rates. You know, the the Feds uh, toyed with this for for some time, and. So I'm I'm just wondering, uh, how much emphasis are you putting on on interest rates and in, in trying to slow the economy down
2: so that we don't have this overheating and, and crash, so to speak? Yeah, that's a great question. And outside of the trade tariff discussions, the second mm-hmm. thing that investors are probably watching most closely is interest rate trajectory. You know, what direction are interest rates going, and mm-hmm. inflation numbers coming up. Right, and th- right. those two are, are, are correlated pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. So what we're seeing this year is, is that interest rates have indeed risen. The Federal Reserve is continuing to raise what's called the Fed funds rate, um, mm-hmm. which has an influence on all other market rates out there. Um, so what we're seeing is one of the benchmark interest rates out there is the 10-year Treasury. That has mm-hmm. gone from you know closer to 2% to closer to 3% this year. Mm. Um, so... Interest rates are going up, um, but I'm okay with that right now um, because mm-hmm. I think the Fed sees a real strong economy, and I feel they think they can now raise interest rates, what's been a- at historically low levels the past, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, the past 10 years. Right. Um, and, and that long-term average for the 10-year Treasury note is 4%. We're below 3% mm-hmm. still right now. So I still see interest rates as being well below their long-term averages. And if they're Mm -hmm. going up because of a strong economy, I'm good with that. I don't get really alarmed by that. I start Mm -hmm. to get alarmed when interest rates in the 10-year Treasury go over that long-term average of 4%. Because at those levels, as we approach maybe 5%, that's when Mm -hmm. I worry that interest rates may choke off the economy. So the right. other thing that people are watching, Jeff, is inflation, and, and they're worried about that with the job market tight, uh, you know, and, pre- and oil prices rising, and some of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, inflation is something that we need to worry about, but sure. inflation targets, you know, the Fed, the Federal Reserve Bank, really, you know, has pinpointed that about a two to two and a half percent inflation rate is actually indicative of a healthy economy. That's mm-hmm. right where we're at right now. So people are watching inflation because they're seeing oil prices rising. They're seeing tuition increasing. You know, they're seeing wage, wages grow and, and start to grow again. So inflation is on a lot of people's radar, but it hasn't hit mm-hmm. alarming levels yet. Um, gotcha. So probably about a year and a half ago, folks were worried about deflation, not inflation. <laughs> right. uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, and, and you don't want deflation because no. you don't want your home prices to start to, to roll over and go down and those sure. kind of things. Um, Mm -hmm. But you don't want, you know, extreme inflation either. And right now, I still feel we're kind of like in this Goldilocks environment where inflation Mm -hmm. is just fine. Interest rates are rising, but they're still fine. And we got a lot of other Mm -hmm. strong points in the economy. So, yes, we're watching interest rates. We're watching inflation, but we're not alarmed at all at this point in time.
1: Well, that sounds great. Hey, uh, Jeff, we need to take a quick break right now. Mm -hmm. Is there anything uh, you want to add for the listeners before
0: we do? Sure. So if you have any questions about this conversation or any of the past conversations that we've had, uh, I invite you to go to our website uh, for the radio show. It's uh, financiallyfitradioshow.com. You can download our financial toolkit, just like uh, a lot of our other listeners have done. Uh, We can get you some information. You can contact us through there. Um, and uh, Mike, uh, I'm so thankful that you're here today, and uh, we'll be right back after this message. When it comes
3: to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At The Insurance Smith, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at financiallyfitradioshow.com or call us at 540 371 9777. That number again is 540-371-9777.
1: And welcome back to Financially Fit Radio with our amazing host, Jeff Smith, (laughs) and our special guest today, Mike Binger from Gradient Investments, the Senior Portfolio Manager there. And uh, Jeff, great show so far today.
0: Yeah, we're loving it. Loving uh, having uh, an amazing resource to to talk uh uh the economy and in uh the stock market about this is a wonderful show and uh all right so mike we'll jump right back into it so i had some questions uh that came to me uh during the break and i wanted to you know just talk uh you know we've noticed that the you know the benchmark so to speak the s p 500 uh you know there's a, a great set of uh stocks in there and, and in Notice that you know pretty much flat to down uh, this year. Uh, what what kinds of things do you see in that, and in in what kind of reassurance or, or some things that you guys have focused on that will sort of allow our listeners maybe some relief or or some sort of uh, outlook that they can uh, have for
2: expectation? Yeah, that that's a great question, Jeff. Um, you you know as as if you just casually look at you know, the news or CNBC and, you know, or open up a newspaper and you see the Dow is maybe flat to up 1% and you see the S&P 500, you know, any given day can be up 2% or up 3%. you go, okay, well, I I, I see these big indices are flat to up low single digits, but I see my portfolio and a lot of things seem like they're down. And they're mm-hmm. correct. When you pull back the covers a little bit, on let, let's break down the S&P 500 for a little bit because sure. that's a pretty broad measure of the U.S. stock market. Mm-hmm. When you pull back the covers on the S&P 500 a little bit, you, you, you notice a couple of things. So the first thing that you'll notice is that if you think about the S&P 500 broken down into two halves, you have the mm-hmm. value half of that market, and that includes a lot of big names, companies that pay dividends, blue chip stocks. And then you have mm-hmm. the growth half of that market. And that has things like, you know, some of the newer companies, companies like Amazon and Netflix and Google and some of these new millennial digital age type of companies. Um, mm-hmm. So for this year, and, and frankly, all of 2017, the growth half of the market has outperformed by a fairly wide margin the value half of the market. So historically, a lot of folks have been invested in these blue chip dividend paying companies, you know, names that we all know, you know, Johnson and Johnson and Merck's and Pfizer's and Mm -hmm. Intel's and Cisco's and those kind of companies. Um, And. They've done well and they've collected dividends, but they've underperformed companies like Amazon and Netflix and Google and some of these type of companies that have mm-hmm. shown outstanding performance. You know, they're 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 very highly valued, but money keeps mm-hmm. pouring into these stocks. Um, and, and then when you look at the 500 companies and what's really adding to you know to the performance of the S and P and what's really detracting from it. What you see is the S&P is broken down into 11 different industry sectors. Only Mm -hmm. two of those 11 sectors are actually outperforming the index. The other nine are lagging the index, and those are Mm -hmm. the Internet commerce and the technology sectors. So if you're not invested completely into those two sectors – your portfolio is probably flat to maybe down a few percentage points. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it's a little discouraging, but that's what it is. Uh, Growth has led value, and growth has been led by a handful of stocks. So it's really a handful of these, you know, kind of internet and e-commerce type of stocks that's really leading and actually keeping the market at least floating a bit above water. Mm
0: -hmm. So
2: the point is, 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 is that don't be disheartened. Um, over time, sector you know you know sector rotation takes place. There's mean reversion. Mm-hmm. Um, big companies do well. Investors will return to valuing things like dividends and, and, mm-hmm. and looking for stocks that are cheap and those kind of things.
0: Yeah. So um, I know that you manage uh, great uh, portfolios over there at uh, Gradient Investments. Uh, any anything in particular that you uh, focus on uh, for you know segmenting that or, or pulling some of that value out or that that growth out specifically?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm really glad you asked that because one of the things that, that I think is worth talking a little bit about is is how investors view stocks and how they view portfolios. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, a typical person, if they walk into a car dealership. And they and they talk to the salesman and they say, "You know look i'd I'd like to buy this car. Um, I don't really want to buy it on sale. I want to wait a little while till the prices go up, you know substantially, <laughs> and then I want to buy that car. I mean, nobody right. does that. I mean, when, when right. you go to the mall, when you go to the car dealership, you like to buy things on sale. You want to get a mm-hmm. good price for for quality items. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't really take that mentality and, and apply that to the stock market. You know, when stocks are on sale, you you know, and I understand it, it, it's their money, it's their nest egg, it's their retirement, and I understand that, um, you you know, saying I want to buy low and sell high is is easy to say, but it's extremely difficult to execute. So, Mm -hmm. what we really encourage, and you and I talk about this a lot, Jeff, is what we try and Mm -hmm. encourage clients to do is to get into a cycle of buying underperformance and Mm -hmm. trimming or selling outperformance. And we think that's going to add a lot of value over time. And so when I look at things, you know, I try and look at things that are overvalued stocks. Um, I try and look at portfolios that may be overvalued because they have a lot of expensive stocks in them. And we try Mm -hmm. and fade those or trim those. And Mm -hmm. when I look at things that I think are on sale in the stock market, those are the type of things that we want to invest in or buy into, start buying into. So as Mm -hmm. I look at our lineup, and we talked about this a little earlier in the show, I see the international markets, uh, specifically the emerging markets, as being undervalued right now. And I think they're a bargain and they're on sale. And so Mm -hmm. the way we have a portfolio called the Gradient 40I, and that I Mm -hmm. stands for international, and the 40 stands for the 40 individual stocks that we own inside this portfolio. And Mm -hmm. they're all blue chip global business-leading companies that are domiciled overseas. Collectively, that portfolio has over a 4% dividend yield right now. So I think these blue-chip international companies that pay dividends, grow those dividends, and collectively have a 4% yield is on sale right now. I'd encourage anyone who's listening right now to to give you a call, Jeff, and ask about the gradient 40i. Mm -hmm. Um, And then switching to the U.S. market, uh, where I see value right now, where I see things on sale, is we have a portfolio called the Gradient 50, and that's it, it's a great complement to the Gradient 40i. The Gradient 50 has 50 names, equally weighted, 2% each, and these are mm-hmm. US-based, blue-chip, high-quality, dividend-paying, dividend-growing companies in the United States. Um, and we talked about how value has underperformed growth for the past year and a half. Uh, The Gradient 50 gives you fantastic exposure to the value sector of the market. I think that, again, is on sale in the U.S. It yields right around 3% right now. So Mm -hmm. if you invest in, say you invest, you know, half of your assets in the Gradient 50, half of your assets in the Gradient 40i, I think they both are providing great entry points I think you will have a global stable of great blue-chip global business leaders that are paying strong dividends and and, and grow those dividends over time. And it's a dividend income stream that that helps you beat inflation, and then it's the Mm -hmm. stocks that are on sale that will give you nice capital appreciation going forward. So those are the two portfolios Mm -hmm. that I think are on sale, and I'd encourage folks Mm -hmm. to give you a call and talk about them.
1: You know, do things like this, I mean, I know it's supposed to be company performance, uh, and company results and sales and bottom lines that affect stocks. Uh, but things like tariffs can do that as well.
2: Yeah, they certainly can. So you, you always need to watch you, you know, the different variables in the investment landscape and how they'll affect companies. Um, you know, A lot of these things are sensationalized by the news media. Yeah, uh, they're right. overly hyped. So it, you know, our job is to filter out the noise and, and mm-hmm. determine what's actually impactful. Um, and, and we look at tariffs and obviously certain tariffs are going to affect certain industries and certain companies more than others so we're yeah. very cognizant and aware of that as we make security selections inside our portfolios
1: yeah and so Jeff we're out of time we're up against the wall here Jeff and Mike great show though today mm-hmm. uh, Jeff why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you before we go
0: Sure. So uh, once again, we're super thankful to have Mike on the show Um, and uh, all that uh, good information. You can find out even more uh, by going to financiallyfitradioshow.com. You can download uh, uh, the financial toolkit. You can contact us directly. Uh, I'd be happy to provide some information about some of the things that Mike talked about today. Uh, You can give us a call at 540-371-9777. Again, that number is 540-371-9777. Thank you again, Fredericksburg, and have a great afternoon. Thank you for
1: listening to Financially Fit. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Smith at The Insurance Smith. Call 540-371-9777. Or visit their website at financiallyfitradioshow.com. Jeff Smith and the Insurance Smith are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.